Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving coming up. I'm hoping all of you have a blessed and a safe week and holiday. And a special shout-out to my friend, Yoshiko Dart Yoshiko. I am thankful to have you as a disability leader in this country. Um, Also, hey, to my friends in Ireland listening to the show, wow, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the show and spreading the news. Uh, And there are other countries, but it's just, I don't know what it is, but you guys have a lead on everyone. So thank you so much. Uh, And happy Thanksgiving to all of you. And last but far from least, hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Three or four years now has been the lead sponsor of this show. And, you know, what can I say? David Holmberg, awesome. Deb Rice Johnson, awesome. You know, thank you so much for sponsoring this show and helping me help others learn about quality of life for Americans and others around the world with disabilities. So I want to welcome to the show Charlie LaValle, the president and CEO of Variety, the children's charity, and our board member, Todd Edmonds. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Joyce. Thank you, Joyce. So before we start, Charlie, oh my goodness, that Variety Gala, talk about fabulous Fantastic. I mean, I have no words to describe the impact that had on so many business people in business and then on my own family and close friends. That was just awesome. And at this gala, you know, we see children that are uh, recipients of the My Bike and My Voice, which Charlie will be talking about more in a little bit. Uh, and, but and Leo Gerard, just a most wonderful man, who was honored, and then having governors there, uh, two governors from Pennsylvania, and we would have had three if Governor Wolf had not had something personal come up. I mean, it was just overwhelming, and that brings me to Charlie Lavalley, the CEO. We are so lucky to have him. He has turned this organization around. You know, very few people knew about us before, and now we are becoming so well-known because of him. But I want you to know I've known Charlie for a long time. I am certainly not surprised because he is the real deal. He has a heart for children like you cannot believe. He is the most modest, humble, wonderful. I could go on and on. Yeah, good. We are so let's keep so it that way. Let's keep it humble. <laughs> as our CEO. So, Charlie, welcome. 
Thanks, Joyce. Always great to be with you. I'm just so proud of you, really, and what you've done, how you took what happened to you, what was done unto you, and let that lead you to making such dramatic change for people with disabilities. And I'm so proud that the United States of America is sending you to other countries to help them think through how to hire people with disabilities. It's just awesome. We're blessed to have you on our board, blessed that you're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and um, we just celebrate all that you and and Bender Consulting is doing to help people with disabilities. And really, not just the people themselves, but typical people um, who are learning to appreciate the challenges and how we can create environments, work environments, that set people free with disabilities so they can have the same experiences at work that the rest of us do. As I said, this man is the epitome of humility and modesty, always giving back to others. And here you go, but thank you so much, Charlie. You know what? One of my very favorite stories, I love this story, is how variety actually came into existence. And by the way, here's another great Pittsburgh story, which, as you all know, is where Bender Consulting Services is headquartered. Uh, But I love this story. Charlie, would you mind sharing that story of how this all started? Well, the timing is perfect because on Thanksgiving Day in 1928, a little girl named Catherine was born. And then you fast forward a month later to Christmas Eve, 1928, and 11 men, they were theater um, owners and showmen in Pittsburgh, they were playing cards backstage after a matinee performance at the Sheridan Square Theater. When they heard this whimpering from the auditorium, when they investigated, they found a one-month-old baby girl left in a seat to whom a mother pinned a desperate note which says, please take care of my baby. Her name is Catherine. I can no longer take care of her. I have eight others. My husband is out of work. She was born on Thanksgiving Day, as I said, and the mom continues, I have always heard of the goodness of show people, and I pray to God that you will look after her. And she signed it, a heartbroken mother. And I mean, if we stop right there, Todd's a dad too, giving up your one-month-old child, what that must have taken, leaving her in the theater, um, leaving her to people she didn't know, um, to then it was called Variety Club before it was called Variety the Children's Charity. But these 11, so to speak, godfathers, as they were called, they adopted her and they named her Catherine Variety <laughs> Sheridan. And um, her middle name for the club, their last name for the, ther- for the theater. And they supported her and uh, they found her eventually a permanent home. And, um, you know, since then, Variety now has 42 offices in 13 countries and has raised over $2 billion to help children in need throughout the world. So I think that example really takes us back to that out of adversity, out of tragedy, out of good can come, which to some degree is your story. 
Right? It's the same story. Adversity happens, and then it's what we do with that adversity. And so these 11 men adopted her, and it's gone um, from there to uh, 13 countries. So it's um, uh, something good coming out of uh, terrible sadness in um, Pittsburgh 90, almost 90 years ago, 89 years ago, uh, this Thanksgiving. Wow. You know what? Isn't that amazing, though, what one act of kindness can do? I mean, who would ever believe it would go from that to where it is today, you know, around the world? I love that story. I could listen to that story over and over. I just think it's awesome Uh, and something to be you know, honored here in Pittsburgh. Hey, Charlie, you had a wonderful relationship with one of our favorite Pittsburghers who became not just a national, an international treasure, and that would be Mr. Rogers. I know you knew him well, um, and, you know, we all know and love him. I wondered if you could share what impact did he have on your life? Well, the impact um, from Fred was profound for me in in many levels. Let's just use some of his words, though. Um, one thing that he said was, the only unique gift you have to give is your authentic self. So that reminder to be who we're meant to be, like you are, like Todd is, you know, to be genuine. You don't have to be somebody else. Be yourself and all that you were meant to be. And what I loved about Fred was really um, his commitment to children, but personally, like his commitment to my son, Daniel. He was the first one in to see Daniel when he was born in the hospital. And if we want to have a little humor, um, one of the nurses said, um, can I get his autograph? And I said, sure, just where you won't tell anyone he's here. She she didn't tell anyone. She told everyone. We had every nurse in the hospital in our little, in our little room when Daniel was born. But then what did Fred do? Took him out every year on his birthday. The investment Fred made in Daniel. And then... Fred really helped us in the 80s when we had another tragedy in Pittsburgh. We lost 140,000 manufacturing jobs. Well, we created a model for the nation with uninsured kids, and Fred was with us, and he did television spots, you know, telling families to call in. And whenever Fred Rogers said call in, people did. And then when we created the Caring Place, the Center for Grieving Children at Highmark, again, his television spots helped us find kids and there's this one story I'm fond of I think your listeners will love so one time this this boy who's eight years old he sees this 30-second television spot with Fred about coming to the caring place if you have someone who you love has died so the eight-year-old says to his mom mom if Mr. Rogers says we should go to the caring place we should go to the caring place so they go And it makes a dramatic difference for the eight-year-old who'd lost his dad and for the mom, too. So I call Fred up on the phone and I say, I tell him the story that I'm telling you and Todd and your listeners. And I say to Fred, well, when did you ever meet this boy? 
He says, Charlie, you know I never met him. I said, oh, oh, yeah, that's right, of course. I said, when did you ever talk to him on the phone? He gets a little, little slightly irritated with me. He says, you know I never met him on the phone. So I go, oh, let me get this right. So this eight-year-old who's never met you, who's never talked to you personally, when his world falls apart at eight, when his dad dies, he's willing to go to some place he doesn't know where it is. Be with people he doesn't know who they are because he saw you on a 30-second television spot say that to go to the caring place because when he was three, four, and five, he watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And Fred's sobbing by then. I'm sobbing. But what an example. If you can gain the trust of children just through television. So his life was remarkable, his commitment to children and to all of us. Like He's often quoted now using the words of his mother when tragedy happens, like in Texas, look for the helpers. You know, that's a good thing for all of us in adversity to remember, look for the helpers. And I, I can just say I was so grateful. Fred was there. You know, we all have dark times in life, and... Um, Fred was there through some of my uh, sad moments, and um, he was just, he was a real uh, person, someone to emulate um, as he sought to be real himself and to be fully Fred Rogers. Thanks for asking me about him. It's always a pleasure to talk about him. Oh, what a great man. Yeah, and I can see his influence in you, that's for sure, Charlie. You're now our Fred Rogers. You you are well, you just love children. Know. You love children so much, uh, and that really is what it's all about. And with that, hey, we've got to go to break. If you just joined us, we're talking to Charlie Lavalley, the president and CEO of Variety, the children's charity, and Todd Edmonds, board member. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender. Welcome back, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. 
Uh, I'm wishing all of you and your family a blessed time, a wonderful time, and let's all remember the most important part, a time to give thanks. So many times people forget that, but that is what it is all about. And before we go any further, you know, I just want to mention to you about Variety, the children's charity, as you will hear so many great things, so many great things that we do and that have been done at Variety um, and continue to be done. But, you know, sometimes people say, oh, that's so great. That's so wonderful. And it is. But you need money to continue doing those great, wonderful things. And over this holiday season, uh, when you're digging deep, thinking where you're going to make a contribution, I hope you will include Variety, the Children's Charity. And, Charlie, what is the website? It's Variety Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh spelled out, P-I-T-T-S-B-U-R-G-H dot org. And people can make a donation online. And and it really is, uh, every gift does matter. I remember one time in Highmark, we were at there, there for the holidays. And um, this nun came up, and she reached to one of our board members' hand. And she, you know, had taken a vow of poverty, and she didn't have very much. And she put in, um, seeing what we were doing, hearing about the My Bike program, she just put a dollar bill into our board member's hand and said, I just want to be part of this. So I don't think anybody should think, even if it's a small gift. I couldn't cash that. We kept that dollar. I put in another dollar of my own because it was an inspiration to me. She wanted to be a part of this kind of movement we were building. And um, so I would say to the listeners, you know, be a part. Join us in uh, giving kids a chance to ride a bike, as we're going to talk about, or have a stroller and go out in the community or get a voice through a communication device. You know, any gift at all. All adds up. We had two teenagers down in the called Washington County. Two 16-year-olds raised thirteen thousand dollars. So you know, whatever it is, um, Leo Gerard at the gala announced having raised four hundred thousand dollars for equipment. So the more funding, the more equipment to change kids' lives. Oh, that is so true. You know what? That story that reminded me of the story uh, in the New Testament about the when the disciples said, "Look at that woman; she only gave two coins," and he said, "Yes, but she gave all she had." That reminds me of that story. That is such a great story you told uh, about about that contribution, and I too would have kept that one dollar bill. Uh, that's, that is inspirational. So, Todd, first of all, it's wonderful to have you on the board of Variety, the children's charity. It's always wonderful to have someone who is passionate about the cause. So let's start with this, Todd. What, what led you to uh, get involved with Variety? Well, thank you very much, Joyce, first of all, for, for having us both on here. It's a, it's a lot of fun when uh, you could talk about something like we all are so passionate about variety and helping the kids. Um, but to answer your question, I believe the first experience I had with variety was the golf outing. And I'm going to guess it was at least four to five years ago. Time flies, so I, I don't really remember the exact date, but I'm sure it's farther back than, than we'd like to remember. Um, Brian Tarquinio uh, was uh, involved with Variety. Uh, he's a board member now, but Brian had invited me to the, uh, to the outing. 
um, and Mike, of course, our chairman, Mike Schneck, um, was there as well. So um, got to meet those guys and, and interact with them and uh, also, uh, you know, getting to know Charlie. I mean, what more can you say, Joyce? You know, once you're a part of something Charlie's doing, you know, it's hard not to be uh, not to be full bore. So uh, I was really moved by kind of what we were doing. Uh, obviously, like everyone, you see a, a presentation and uh, you know you want to be a part of it. Um, and it just kind of matches my background. Um, we haven't mentioned, but I taught special ed for seven years. So having a degree in special education and working in that field for seven years, uh, you know, I, I truly understood the need for these kids to, uh, to be included and participate. Um, and then, like Charlie mentioned, having kids of my own, uh, you know, I, I knew that, uh, you know, kids, kids really need to participate. And, you know, just looking at my own girls and thinking if one of, you know, my children couldn't participate or do something with their sister, um, that would, uh, you know, that would really be a burden and difficult for our family and, and difficult for everybody involved. So um, after I saw the presentation and saw what we were doing and, and saw the passion of Charlie and Mike and, and Brian at, at that time, uh, I knew it was something that I wanted to be a part of. And then again, as you, you know, you get older and you realize that, you know, you probably should find something to be passionate about. Um, there was plenty of, uh, you know, great things that people are doing, you know, United Way, and there's, there's plenty of, you know, thousands of other charities to, to be a part of. And this is something I feel like I could really make an impact, and, and it really felt, um, really, really felt special, special to me, uh, and, and I felt like I wanted to be a part of it, and it's something that I could see, you know, in our own community and in the tri-state area. So that's what, that's what drew me to it. Well, we're lucky to have you, Todd. Uh, and before we go any further, I'll, I'll tell you something. I would, if you are in uh, Pennsylvania or actually West Virginia now, and if you ever hear of one of the events where a bike is presented to a child, go to that and take someone. You'll never be the same. I mean, it's hard to describe this until you see that look in a child's eyes. I always think about this, Charlie, how at Christmas, you know, so many kids, when they grow up, what do they want? A bike. They want a bike for Christmas. And what a thing it is if a child could say that normally could not ride a bike, I want a bike too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is just everyone had a bike. Everyone, I even had a horn on my bike. I bet that doesn't surprise you. But (laughs) I loved my bike. Everyone loves their bike. Um, And, you know, you know me, Charlie, it's all about inclusion. It is all about inclusion. Uh, And that that is, you know, what this is all about. Well, too, that's what we heard from from the parents. They said their kids were being left out, left on the porch, and they were watching everybody else ride. It's exactly what you said. People weren't doing it intentionally, but the resulting effect was the kids were excluded because they didn't have the right kind of bike. So they didn't get the sense of belonging and being a part of and laughing silly as you rode your bike and talking to your friends. You're, you're exactly right. They were, they were left out, and that's tragic because we have the right equipment. Why should they be left out? So they have to have a, a, a bike that's custom-made for them. Great. Let's get them one. Well, and you know, as Charlie pointed out, and he is so right, you know, you just don't know what you're doing to a child when they're left out, when they see everyone else having a good time, you know, on their bike and they can't participate. You can't imagine 
what that does when all of a sudden you're included. Uh, and that is why, as you think of the holidays, I would really encourage you to make a contribution to Variety so that more kids can get those bikes at VarietyPittsburgh.org. It will make a difference. I mean, parents go through so much, Todd. Uh, what do you think are some of the most important issues that children with disabilities and parents of children with disabilities face every day? Well, we, we nailed it exactly, you know, a minute ago. It's inclusion and participation, right? And we, we say it all the time. Uh, we, we, we hear enough about these kids' disabilities, right? Don't, shouldn't they have a chance to show their abilities? Um, and, and we know in seeing the families and hearing their stories, you know, uh, of course it's hard for the kids, but it's, it's very hard for the families, and it's hard for um, siblings. Uh, you know, and these, these, these children just need a chance to be a kid, right? They need a chance to show their abilities, and they need a chance to, uh, to participate like, like we all did. So I think that's the bigger thing. Um, there's also an issue with, um, uh, you know, being made aware of these programs, right? So if parents don't know the, the programs are available in communities and in school districts, um, you know, that's, that's another tough thing because parents don't, don't know it's available to kids. So I think a big part of, you know, that allowing the inclusion and participation is ensuring that we as board members and we as, uh, you know, community make sure that we, we, we get the word out uh, and, and, and make sure that these kids are identified and make sure they're getting the equipment they need to, again, to participate and to, uh, and to show their abilities. Right. And um, if you're listening to the show, and possibly you know of someone, um, because you know, we want to reach out to everyone. And Charlie, where all now are you serving? Where all are you working to provide bikes or my voice, which we'll be talking about in a little bit? Well, we are in um, 42 counties of Pennsylvania and 12 counties of West Virginia, so 54 counties. We started out at 10, and I think the real power is that it's not just for those families, but we're trying to establish a model for the nation and hopefully even for the variety chapters or tents as they're called and other parts of the world. Because what we've seen in western Pennsylvania and West Virginia, just like at that gala a couple weeks ago, is everyone coming together, labor and business, Republicans and Democrats, liberals and conservatives. We had a Republican former governor, a Democratic former governor. We're on the same page, and we're trying to make a statement in our part of the world that we can be united, especially at this time of such dissension and differences. We can be united for kids with disabilities. And I think what we're all finding out, though, also is that in through serving them and helping them live life to the fullest, they're changing our lives. And I don't think we should ever forget that. It's not just that we're benefiting them. Anybody who's involved with our kids, and I know Todd would agree totally, it, it, you would too, it changes our lives. When you see these kids ride, like if people go to our website, they'll see them ride in the Labor Day Parade, which is the largest in the nation. And our kids are throwing out candy, and they're riding through the streets of downtown Pittsburgh, and they're changing other people. I know I'm a different person because of our kids. I wouldn't miss the contact with them for the world. So I, I want our listeners to realize it's not just helping them. They change us, too, for the better. 
Oh, yes, right. I always say you're almost selfish. It's such a wonderful thing. Um, it really is. And we'll talk more about this when we come back. If you just joined us for this Thanksgiving show, we're talking to Charlie LaValle, the president and CEO of Variety, the children's charity, and Todd Edmonds, board member. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. What a great show we have today. How appropriate is this show with Charlie LaValle, the president and CEO of Variety, the children's charity, and Todd Edmonds, a board member. Um, And before we go any further, you know, what has been your experience, Todd, when you first see what's going on with these uh, children? Yeah, and, and, and we've mentioned a lot. It, it truly changes. It changes you um, quite a bit. Uh, you know, that's something that, you know, we talked about briefly a minute ago, but um, the changes that happens within the family and the joy on the mother's face and to hear them talk about, you know, the different things that happen through the experience of riding their bike and the different uh, uh, obstacles they overcome um, because of the bike. Uh, Charlie tells a neat story about uh, one of the children who went on to play uh, sled hockey, right, and then she sung a, uh, a national anthem in front of a re- very, very large uh, crowd. So again, is it the bike? Perhaps not, but we like to think that the bike played a, a big role in, you know, her confidence and, 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 and helping her realize that she had plenty of ability. So uh, again, seeing the families and seeing those bike presentations and, and them ride for the first time is, um, uh, it, it's very hard to not walk away thinking that you want to be a part of a variety and help, help that next kid, kid ride a bike for the first time. Oh, and that is so true. That's so true. Charlie, here we keep talking about it, but I have not asked you to explain it. So why don't you tell our listeners what the My Bike program is? Sure, it's very simple. The, the My Bike program provides adaptive bikes 
in our service area to those kids who are eligible who can't ride a typical bike. And, you know, a lot of our kids have balance issues. And um, what's so exciting is to see that these kids, once they're given the adaptive bike, they can ride just like everybody else. In fact, um, we just got a letter from mom a few weeks ago, and we put this up on the uh, big screens at the gala with 500 people. This boy now is going, his mother never thought he'd go to college, but he's going to college. He has Down syndrome, but he's off to college, and he's going to be riding his bike to get from his dorm to to his classes. Well, I thought, I never would have dreamt that, that he would use his bike to help him with his mobility issues. So there's all the fun part. My bike gives you the chance to ride with your siblings and your friends. But how cool now that this is going to enable him to take the next step towards independence, which I know you preach and talk about a lot, about, you know, in the pathway on to getting a job and self-sufficiency. And, you know, if if our these bikes can give the kids joy and they feel that their parents are proud of them, which is something else we haven't talked about, that the kids tell us. So the My Bike program provides adaptive bikes to enable kids to have these typical childhood experiences. But it's so much more. Knowing your parents are proud of you, and then I love that part. He's going to ride it at college, and it's not going to be just because he has mobility issues. He's going to find a way to use his bike at college to help him. I think that's just beautiful, pure beauty. Wow. And how do people get involved? Uh, how do people, A, what if they know someone that they think needs one of these bikes, a child with a significant disability, and or B, how can they contribute? Well, again, I would encourage people to go to our to our website, Variety Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh spelled out, P-I-T-T-S-B-U-R-G-H dot org. There's information on all our programs, my bike, my stroller, my voice, and they can also, there's a place to donate because, um, you know, a few people getting together um, can make a difference. Uh, we haven't gotten to my voice yet, but I was speaking at a United Steelworkers um District 10, that's um, all of Pennsylvania conference recently, and there were several hundred people in the room, and uh, before you know it, they all kicked in a few dollars, and we had another communication device in honor of Leo Gerard. People were only given 5 or $10, but here we had another device, uh, which is going to transform a child's life through giving them a voice when they don't have a voice. So, you know, every every dollar adds up. Every dollar makes a difference, and families can find out if they're eligible, and they can also spread the word to other families. Wow. Yes. Which everyone should. And just as Charlie said, the lives of these children, what what do you see in their eyes, Charlie, when they get one of these bikes? Well, I think it was well illustrated by a girl who was trying it. She also had Down syndrome, Emily, for the first time. And excuse me, she's riding. They drive an hour to try it, and her mother says, "Oh, Charlie, I don't think it's going to work, you know, because we have to fit them and get the right size and the right adjustments." And she rides the bike. I said, "Her mother, well, let her ride. She rides it. Emily rides the bike, and she stops all of a sudden, and she says, Mom, can we call Dad?'" So, Mom, God bless her, gets out her cell phone calls dad, Emily's sitting on the bike, and she goes, Dad, 
I just rode a bike for the first time. We don't hear what Dad says. But the next thing Emily says is, I'm on it right now. In other words, Dad, I'm really doing it. I'm riding it. Talk about joy. She's off the charts. And then she lowers her voice real softly, and she goes, Are you proud of me of that? Oh. And we don't hear what he says, but when Emily gives the phone back to her mom with a chuckle, she says, He says he's proud of me. So, you know, when you get to see those moments, the joy of the child for riding the bike and knowing her parents are proud of her, that's what we all want as parents, for our kids to have that joy and to know we're proud of them. And it is not describable unless you see it. As I said, I have seen when, you know, the bikes were given out. I'll never forget because this one girl, and she was teenage, you know, preteen, I'll say, cry when she had that bike. Again, if you've been left out and then for once you can be like everyone else, wow, does it make a difference. You know what, uh, Todd, we haven't yet talked about my voice. Um, which I love. I, I mean, I love them both, but this, my voice, I always tell people, it's a prison breakout. So you want to talk about it, the My Voice program? Sure. Thank you, Joyce, for asking. So, so My Voice, quite, quite simply, is providing uh, communication devices, <clears throat> excuse me, in the form of iPads, uh, that these kids are able to, to communicate. Uh, we talk often that these uh, children, a lot of times in school, uh, share a device, so they may have it for a period a day or three periods a day or maybe half a day, uh, and many of them don't have it when they go home. Uh, we feel like kids should have a voice all the time. Um, there's plenty of great stories that have, have arisen from this, and Charlie tells a great one or, or a great few of them, but, but I'll steal plenty of them. But um, one of the ones is really special is uh, I think just happened you know in the past uh, handful of months where when the children received communication devices and then they went to eat at Chick-fil-A uh, for the first time um, he was able to order what he wanted so uh, he was able to communicate uh, the manager came up and uh, it was a pretty special moment when you know of all things we take for granted you know a child's able to order you know what he wanted and I think he got root beer and I don't know what else maybe a chicken, chicken and fries yeah. <laughs> chicken fingers and fries but again a beautiful beautiful story that this child is able to do what you know we all take for granted what our kids are doing what most kids are able to do and just order order for themselves um, so having a communication device allows these kids to have a voice and uh, and obviously there's plenty of things we need to communicate right uh, we, we talk about you know of course what, what what they're hungry for right and that's that's a that's a life need right and that's uh, you know special to all of us especially if there's foods that we don't prefer that we can't communicate to our parents that we don't like beans and we don't like uh, uh, you know there's those different foods that mom tries to get us to eat, uh, but there's also other times where you know you know the kid could could be hurt, right? If there's something bothering the child, you know how do we know that? How, how can we tell that there's you know something wrong with, with a child that may need med- medical attention? Um, and it also reduces a lot of frustration too. We just heard a, a family talk at the, at the at the gala a few few weeks ago and talking about the the frustration it reduces. I think this was an eight year old, if I remember correctly, was talking about her little brother. Maybe she was twelve, a little bit older, but she was talking about the frustration it reduces um, in, in with her little brother being able to communicate. No one could understand them, right? But now they can understand them, so uh, it's a lot less tense. They have a lot more fun. They can share in all those activities again and participate like like a young child should. So. 
Um, again, back to, you know, these kids perhaps sharing them at school, we now have them, uh, you know, provide them with a voice at home. So, again, like all children should be able to, you know, order what they want for dinner, tell their, their, their parents that, you know, they're not feeling ill. And, again, the greatest thing, right, just like kind of riding a bike for the first time, what about that first time, you know, your child you know, tells you he, he loves you? So um, it's pretty special moments when, when we hear stories like that. And, 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 you know, it's very, very powerful and sometimes even more powerful, I think, for us than, uh, than the bikes, you know, and the fact that, you know, children can communicate and really, you know, tell their parents that, that they love them. So that's, that's a very special program that we're, we're very fond of and, and glad that it's taken off like, like it has. Yeah, and Charlie, uh, and I agree. I agree with you because, as I was saying, Todd, what I meant about prison break is that there isn't anything worse than for someone to want to talk, to want to express how they feel, and not be able to. And all of a sudden, they get this device, and just as we call it, they have their voice. Charlie, what what is the device? What what do what do people use? Well, so we we like to really make sure we call it a communication device. So, just like we would work with a physical therapist or occupational therapist for the child to get the right accessories on their bike, we take a an iPad, but we work with the speech language pathologist and they trial different communication apps. So, you, for example, you might use one called Touch Chat or Todd might use one called ProLoquo to Go. There's different apps, and so you need you know, someone who's specialized in deciding and figuring out what's going to maximize that child's um, uh, opportunities because you could have a communication disorder or be nonverbal for a number of reasons. It could be physiological or it could be cognitive, for example. So they figure that out, and then we also have to get, we provide a special case for the child, and it has a strap around it, but the special case is important because we have to understand our kids. It's not any criticism, but some of the kids, I saw it recently, child hadn't had it longer than five seconds in their hand and was banging it off the floor. Well, we have to protect their voice in the midst of their challenges. And then having a kind of a strap for it, the, the boy that, uh, the six-year-old, um, Tyler, who got his device um, just five months ago, when he gets ready for kindergarten every morning now, he gets dressed, and then he puts his, um, his voice, his communication device, an iPad in a special case, around his neck, and he's ready to go. And I thought it was beautiful that his mom shared recently that he has a friend now. They were no. he would never have a friend. But he has a friend. One friend. And we all know the difference one friend can make. Sure, it's great if you have ten of them, but if you have one friend. And that's what his voice has given him. Or a mother I was speaking to today, she said, Charlie, I want you to understand. The communication device speaks for my daughter but to her. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, well, because she hears her thoughts, right? She's speaking. You know, she's telling me her thoughts. But also, it speaks to her, and she's making progress with her own language because she's hearing what she's thinking. If that makes sense to to you what I'm saying. So it speaks for her, like saying I want um, hot dogs and strawberry milk, for lunch, but then she's also hearing those words, 
And so she's talking more to her sisters. So I think it's just the potential. And again, you and I have talked about if we can, with the way technology is going to advance, if we can get like kids early on, especially, but at all ages, but if you can start like Tyler at five and six, who knows what technology will be created to one day we'll be referring them to Bender Consulting to get placed in a competitive job and they'll be on the way to self-sufficiency. So I, I think, you know, the possibilities are endless if we give these kids the opportunity now. That's why we can't wait. That's why the holidays are a good time to join us. But give them the opportunity now and maybe Bender Consulting will be placing them in a competitive job one day, which would make the whole cycle just so thrilling. Oh, it would. I, that would just make it perfect. That would because you know there are people that use augmentative uh, devices for communication, but there aren't enough. And this is just such a great start. I mean, this is so wonderful. I love this program so much. I, I really do. And, and, Charlie, once again, you have so many great stories about this. Could you share, could you share a story with us? Sure. About my voice? Yeah. Well, sure. Perhaps we could um, – uh, I was with um, – Todd referred to it, but I was with a couple grandparents of a boy recently who got one, and I asked them, what's the most special thing your grandson's ever said to you? And they paused and repeated the question, and then they both agreed. It was exactly what Todd said, to hear him choose to say, I love you, Pap-Pap, I love you, Nana. And I mean, like we're doing it right now, and I'm, I'm confess, I'm, I'm sad about it. I'm taking it for granted. We're talking, and people are listening to us communicate around the world. But to hear your child or your grandchild choose to say, "I love you, Nana," that's just, you know, it's, it's the basics. It's or to kid around with you, and to, lots of our kids were hearing stories of how they're teasing their parents. And I think if we all, you look back with as close as you were to your parents, it wasn't that how it was. It was the simple things, the laughter we had in our homes over silly little things like Todd does and Heather with their girls. I think giving these kids the chance to have life with its silly moments and its emotional moments. And, you know, my mom died recently, and one of the boys who got the communication device, I didn't know they would, but they came to the funeral home, and I leant down to say hello to him, and he used his device, and he said, I'm so sorry, Charlie. Oh. So we're giving kids a chance to identify with others, whether it's in times of sadness or in times of great joy. And we're setting them free, liberating them to have a full life. Oh, that is, those are such great stories. But also from uh, a point of levity, can you also tell me there was, uh, there's been times when for his first time the child told his family what he really wanted to eat at breakfast? Well, yeah, there was, there's, there's a number of them. One time, um, grandma was saying to me, she said, you know, her mom was her her daughter was a single parent. She would help every morning get her grandson ready. And he he was nonverbal, he was not able to speak. And so she made him eggs every morning and he seemed to enjoy them. And then 
she got the device, she's telling me. He got the communication device. And she says to him, do you want eggs for breakfast this morning? He says, no. And she says, no. I, she starts, like, crying. She says, I couldn't believe it. He said, no. And so I said to him, what do you want? He used a communication device, and she said, he said, pancakes. Well, you know, I said, look, you did the best you could before you had the device <laughs> with him. Now, you know, he wanted pancakes. He didn't want eggs. He was tired of having the scrambled eggs. Oh, he wanted that is pancakes. So, you know? That is so funny. That and Yeah, and you know what? That is what it is. That is what it is. Hey, Todd, um, what message do you want to leave with our listeners today? Yeah, I think more than anything, Joyce, I think everyone has uh, unique abilities and, you know, life experiences that they could aid in their mission. Uh, you know, there's plenty of people that, uh, well, not plenty, but there's a handful of people that are CEOs of companies, right, and they could help us with the big picture, right, because, as you mentioned, you know, you need, you need you know, uh, contributions to make this thing happen. But it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's that uh, the nun who gave the dollar, right? There's more of those floating around than there are those CEOs. So I just encourage, you know, anyone that feels a need to be a part of something, Thing. Uh, and again, we've talked about it, right? That changes lives, but more so than anything, it changes your life. Uh, you really have to be a part of uh, one of the presentations and, and, and see what it does for the families. Um, you know, either a bike, a stroller, a communication device, and you'll truly see what, what, what it does for you and what it does for the families. Um, and again, you know, we mentioned earlier too. You know, the way I like to to uh, bring people into it is just is is bring them to a presentation, right? And even something as simple as finding a kid. You know, do you know a kid that could benefit? And if you know a kid that could benefit, you know, you're you're going to greatly impact the family and, and greatly Im- impact a small community. And then from there, it's just going to grow. So any way that you could contribute, uh, it does a lot in, in aiding our mission, aiding our cause, and, and helping another kid with a voice or uh, you know mobility issues. Well, and I just want to say, first of all, Charlie uh, and Todd, thank you for being with us today. But I can't end the show with one more time where you make a contribution. Thank you, Joyce, and and thank you for being the person you are and your concern for the kids and their families. It would be Variety, Pittsburgh, P-I-T-T-S-B-U-R-G-H dot org. Everything's there about the programs, great stories. I think people, if they even go there just to get a cup of joy of a story and then if they want to donate, uh, every dollar makes a difference, gets a step closer to another bike or another communication device. Yeah, don't forget that. You know, we end every show with a quote, and this quote is specifically for all of us for Thanksgiving, and it is, God gave you a gift of 86,400 seconds today. Have you used one to say thank you, said William Ward. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Happy Thanksgiving. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.